0: 10% Happier by Dan Harris One sentence summary 10% Happier gives skeptics an easy in to meditation by taking a very non-fluffy approach to the science behind this mindfulness practice and showing you how and why letting go of your ego is important for living a stress-free life. My favorite quote from the author is There's no point in being unhappy about things you can't change and no point being unhappy about things you can. Dan Harris Life as an ABC News correspondent must feel pretty good, right? The pay is great, millions of people know your face and name, and you get to tell everyone what's important. But for some, the pressure can become too much, and they crack. This happened to Dan Harris 12 years ago, and his voice broke in a live on-air panic attack on national television. Convinced that it was time to do some digging into himself and life, he started a long journey into the science of stress, and eventually mindfulness. Originally a skeptic himself, Dan eventually learned to tame his ego with the power of meditation and shared his lessons in his 2014 bestseller. Here are three lessons to show you why your ego causes problems. That letting it go won't make you lose your touch and how meditation helps with this process. 1. The problem with your ego is that it's never satisfied. 2. Be simple, not a simpleton. While letting go of your ego won't make you a pushover. 3. Meditation increases your mindfulness and compassion by giving you a 4th habitual response. Ready to crank up your happiness by at least 10%? Let's do it. 10% happier, lesson 1. Your ego gets in the way of your happiness by constantly wanting more. This answers the question, how can we avoid the hedonic treadmill? The friction between acting in the present but constantly thinking about the future and past is what causes your ego to be impossible to satisfy. This issue is also addressed in The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle in a very similar manner. Dan Harris says your ego constantly assesses your worth by looking at your own wealth, looks and social status and then finding the next best person with more of it to compare it against. Therefore, your ego's default setting is more. The minute you feed your ego a new achievement, toy or compliment, the baseline for desire is reset and it starts looking for the next thing. It thrives on drama and worry and will instantly look for the next bigger achievement to compare yourself to and if none is there, dig up some ancient problem or crisis and pester you with it. That's why the ego is never happy and it's up to you to take charge of that because no matter which which new heights you reach, it'll never be enough. So time to rein it in. 10% happier, lesson two. Be simple, not a simpleton. While letting go of your ego won't make you a pushover. This answers the question, won't mindfulness make me weak? Now you might say, if my ego is my drive to achieve greater things, won't I lose my edge if I completely let go of it? Nope, that doesn't have to be the case at all. To the contrary. Often people overdo it with the Buddhist attitude of letting go and in some cases even end up not letting themselves orgasm during sex or letting other people order for them at restaurants in order to not express personal preference. That's just stupid. As Indian meditation teacher Munindra taught his students to keep things simple and easy, one of them approached him when he was fiercely negotiating the price of a bag of peanuts at the local market. The student asked, well, how does this match your earlier lesson Munindra? Munindra replied, I said be simple, not a simpleton. Mindfulness just makes you more creative and productive, not a pushover. It removes the need for competition and fuels your drive by removing wrong assumptions and bad thoughts. So instead of the usual stress, you'll approach things more clearly, because you're not giving in to aggressive temptations. Dan found himself filling pages upon pages with notes during a meditation retreat. Because his mind was less cluttered and chaotic, and thus his creativity flowed freely. 10% happier, lesson 3. Meditation makes you more mindful and compassionate by giving you a fourth habitual response. This answers the question, how can meditation help us change our habits? So what is it that meditation can help us to do to tame the ego and fuel our drive? It makes us more mindful and helps us live in the moment, as well as act more compassionately towards others. Meditation achieves this by giving you a fourth habitual response. According to ancient Buddhist wisdom, we usually exhibit three characteristic habitual responses to all of our experiences. Response number one, we want it. Ever passed by a hamburger place when you were hungry? Yeah, exactly, that. Response number two, we reject it. Did a spider ever land on your hand? You probably instantly threw it off. Response number three, we zone out. I bet you always listen to the flight attendant's safety instructions all the way to the end too. Yeah, right. But once you start meditating, you'll be able to choose a fourth alternative, observing without judging. It usually starts with physical pain, and you notice when your legs are sore or your nose itches, but you can resist the urge to scratch it and just let it be. But after a while, this transfers to your emotions and thoughts as well. You'll catch yourself while gossiping, acting out on a bad habit, or when you're thinking negative thoughts, and can just observe your feelings until they pass by without reacting to them. It's this little pause between thinking and acting that makes you realize often no action is necessary and thus helps you make better choices altogether. My personal takeaways from 10% Happier for 2017 wow when i started reading this i had two add-ons to make now i have four i think um first about the quote i really love the quote with this one there's no point in being unhappy about things you can't change and no point being unhappy about things you can i just today i saw a video by a good friend of mine which he posted to his instagram which said do you have a problem do you have a problem right now yes okay let's look at it there are two options One, can you do something about this problem? Can you solve this problem? Is there a solution you can implement to make this problem go away? And he said, if the answer is yes, well, then there's no reason to worry. There's no reason to get angry. There's no reason to be stressed about it, right? It's all good. And then he said, the other option is, is this problem something that's out of your control? Is this problem something you can do nothing about? Is this something you cannot influence whatsoever? And he said, in that case... You don't need to worry because there's nothing to do anyway. So why worry about it? Why get angry? I love this perspective of no matter whether you can or can't do something about it, it's good either way. Uh, That's what the quote by Dan Harris reminded me of today. Um, The other thing uh, this this tendency to uh, observe, to observe your thoughts and, or, or your physical pain, say, starting with that and then your thoughts and whether they are good or bad. Um, an exercise you can do to, to, to make this happen is something I've done a couple of times. I don't know exactly why it helps. It's probably perspective is when I go outside a house, whether it's my house or my apartment or a friend's apartment, I step out on the street. And then I imagine I'm in Google Maps. Um, I have this Google Maps view open. I'm zoomed in directly on the place. I see myself stepping out of the door from above, like a bird's eye view. And then I zoom out. You know how you can zoom out on Google Maps and you just zoom out and out and out until you're in space and you just see a picture of Earth? I do that. So slowly I zoom out and I see, okay, that's the street. That's the quarter I'm in. That's the city. That's the that's the the bigger circle or the vicinity of the city and everything around that's the state that's the country that's the that's the continent and out and out and out uh, in am in space and somehow this perspective that I'm just such a small part in such a big world somehow gives me this perspective this pause perspective in like okay what's important to me is this does this matter does it not matter because once you have this observing capability you uh, you are what this gives you is it makes it able it makes you able to discern between the things that you can and can't control in the first place and that's what all this that's what this book is all about and that's why it reminds me a lot of stoic philosophy because it's all about what you can and can't control uh, and what you should focus on uh, a good book to go with that is uh, a guide to the good life it's a book about stoicism it's also on four minute books and also available as an audio summary and lastly uh, regarding that our ego's default setting is more you can see that i think the movie is wall street or the wolf of wall street not exactly sure which one but it's definitely one of those wall street movies uh, where a guy asks the guy what's the number and, and he's like well, what do you want what's what's with the number he said everyone has a number like by that number you you'll be out of the game you'll be set for life um you know like what what number is it what is it like 10 million 20 million and the guy just has a twinkle in his eye and looks back and he says more and that's when you know like it all goes to hell because uh he he'll never have enough that's a very cool scene um if you check that out keeping this book in mind uh, it will give you some great insights i guess so that's it from me for now i hope you enjoyed the summary and see you on the next one